morning to you. Welcome to Get Up With God. It's a beautiful morning to read the Word together. It's good to see you. I'm your host, Dylan Maverick. Hope you're doing well this morning. Let's dive into the Word. Open with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. That's where we're going to get started today. Verse 1. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Thank you for everybody that's joining me this morning. It's good to see you. Hope your week's going good. Hope your day's off to a good start. I don't know how much of your day you could have had accomplished already. Maybe you're one of those people that gets up at 3 in the morning or 4 in the morning, goes to the gym, and you're super motivated about life. Well, I think that's great. But here I am reading the Word with you, 6 a.m. I know this is probably late for some of you, early for many of you, but we're here together to read the Word. Thanks for joining live with me this morning. Um, Be sure to share the post, hit the share button, hit the like button, and leave a comment. Let me know that you're watching with me, and if anything sticks out to you, you get anything out of it, that'd be great. So 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 1, that's where we're going to start off this morning, and uh, I'll be reading out of the New King James, and we may go to the Amplified, but let's start right there. Ready? And uh, before we actually read... Let's pray, let's get our day started together, and uh, uh, fellowshipping with God, and just getting our day started the right way, and make a confession to start our day the right way, confess over our life, our finances, our body, Um, we'll do some of that. That's a great way to start your day. You know, you should really get God involved in everything that you do, but starting your day with God. Um, getting up with God, hence the title of my podcast, Get Up With God. Um, no better way to start the day. So let's pray and then let's make a confession and uh, believe God for his best in your and my life. Lord, we thank you. We worship you. We magnify you. We honor you. We give you our attention, our time. We love you and we thank you for who you are. You're a mighty, mighty God. We just ask for your help in everything that we do. We thank you for all the help that you have provided to us. We just ask that you continually be with us every day. You be with us in this as we read together your word. Lord, let your word be bold to us this morning and stick out and show us the things that you want to show to us and reveal to us the things you want to reveal to us. We thank you for this precious word that has power and life to it. We we thank you, Lord, that you've given this to us as a sword for our life today. We just ask for your help in Jesus' name. We thank you and receive by faith everything you have for us in Jesus' mighty name. Now say this with me. Say, my Bible is my survival guide for life. I live by every word that proceeds out of this book. My, now, now say this. Say, my body is healthy. My body is strong. My body is full of God life. Now, let's speak to the sickness or disease or anything that's wrong with your body. Say, sickness, I command you to leave in Jesus' name. Say this, the Holy Spirit and sickness cannot both live inside of me. There's only room for one. And I receive the Holy Spirit, so sickness has to go. In Jesus' name, amen. We'll just deal with that thing. Get rid of it. You know, you don't have to put, of a lot, put a lot of attention on these things. You, the Bible gives us power and has, has uh, given us authority over these things. And you don't have to sit and deal with them on an everyday basis. You know, recognize it, deal with it, put the word against it, and move on. Amen. 
you think I've got coffee in there, but I actually have my uh, sparkling ice drink. You should get a hold of these. These have caffeine in them, and they are delicious. But All right, so 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Um, it would help if I was there, wouldn't it? 1 Corinthians 15, but I'm probably going to read... Oh, I'll probably read out of the New King James. Well, let's just see here. So 1 Corinthians 15 verse 1 says, Moreover, brethren, I declare to you that the gospel which I preached to you, which also you received, and in which you stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold fast that word, which I preached to you, unless you've believed in vain. Let me read it out of the King James. I like it a little bit differently. Moreover, moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I have preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. So I made a note down here, kind of a rhetorical question, but how is it, how is it that it's possible to have two different people, two people hearing the same thing being preached and one is impacted and one is not? Then I wrote down underneath that the word soil. So let me pose the question again. So how is it you can have two different people? How is it that there's two different people watching the broadcast, watching live here or later, whatever the case is? One person can... Um, receive from it, be um, severely impacted, and receive many, many things from the message, from the Word of God, and uh, take those things and, um, and impact their life and, and be a, a major influence to them. And then on the flip side, you have the other person who heard the same exact thing. You know, I read the... Or, or you know, maybe not even uh, hearing. Maybe they... You know, maybe we're talking about uh, just reading. They're studying and reading the Word of God. Two people. You take two of the exact same people. It's like we're doing a, a clinical study. You know, something our government doesn't do when they mandate vaccines and things like that. You ever heard of them? Um, but it's like we're kind of doing like a clinical study here with two, two individuals, two Christian people who are sitting, either listening to a preacher, listening to a, a, a message, uh, whether it be on an audio podcast or they're in a, in a, sur- a church service and or or they're these same two people are studying from home they're reading their word the same two people or are t- two people reading the same passage of scripture listening to the same preacher preach uh and so on and so forth same exact uh, uh material being given to them messages scriptures one receives, one one doesn't. How can that be? You know, there'll be people that listen to this. Um, you know, I probably reach uh, on the course of a day, you know, uh, uh, believing for these podcasts to get large and uh, reach hundreds of thousands of people. And I, I believe in God to be in households and all over the nation and then all over the world. Um, and we're, we are doing that. You know, I, I get messages from people in different countries all over our country um, that are impacted by the podcast that I, I didn't even know that watched it. You know, I hear through other people that, Hey, did you know so-and-so watches your podcast and listens to your videos in the morning? And, and I, I have no idea, but I hear these things 
and my goal is for it to get big and my goal is to reach a lot of people. But how is it that there can be one that receives something, one that hears something and is impacted by it and the others, the others not impacted, impacted by it? You know, like I said, on the course of a day, I was leading to this that I probably reach now uh, uh, probably between 100 and 150 people watch these a day. doesn't seem like a lot. But to me, it is. I mean, that's 150 people that prior to me doing this wouldn't have heard the message and, and had anything to say. You know, I, I do this for selfish reasons. I, I, this is a devotional I'd be doing anyway by myself. You know, so why, why not share it with people? Why not get people involved and let them participate in it? So how is it, though, that some of the people that watch out of those, let's, let's say there's 200 people, why isn't everybody impacted the same exact way when reading the word, when hearing the same message? What, what's the difference here? What's going on? Well, I wrote the word soil down. And I, I want to dissect this passage we just read in 1 Corinthians before we jump into the next passage. But in verse 2, Paul has a good point here. Well, I, wanna, I don't want to take that out of context. Out of verse 1, he says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I've preached unto you, which also you've received and wherein you stand. Then in verse 2, he says, By which you are saved if you keep in memory what I have preached to you, which is what? The gospel, the good news of Jesus. So, which you are saved if you keep in memory what I have preached to you, unless you've believed in vain. What is that? How do you believe in vain? You're believing. I mean, isn't it binary? You either believe or you don't believe. Well, there's more to it than that. And this is where we have to start to grow and develop in the things of the word of God is that outside of Christianity, and I, I say this a lot, but I think it's, it bear, it, you know, the Lord wants it revealed if we, if it keeps coming up is a person that's not saved, that's not born again, their spirit's not been renewed. This, these thing, anything in this is foolishness to them. There's no depth to it. They don't understand it. They just need to be saved. There's, it's very, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to weaken it or devalue it, but getting a salvation is the platform to which you can become deeper in the things of God. You have to get saved first. You have to be engrafted into the things of God. Then once you're in, then there's a depth to which you must begin to reveal and open up the things of God. Uh, my, my pastor's been preaching on the, the, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. In the depth of the spirit and the difference of the soul, the difference of the body, cultivating the things of the spirit, this is what a Christian must begin to do. You know, it's not just for people like me that are preaching or a, a pastor or an evangelist. This is the Christian must understand these things because these things can happen to you and you not be aware of it. What do you do? So first uh, Corinthians 15 two says, moreover, brethren, that's verse one, but verse two says, by which you are also saved in which if you keep in memory what I've preached to you, unless you've believed in vain. So he's talking about, uh, holding fast the things that you've believed or that the things that you're receiving, the preaching, the teaching, because a lot of what you hear, a lot of what you read, I wouldn't say a lot of it, all of what you read and all of what you hear and the messages, the preaching, the understanding of these things 
are a hundred percent on you, whether how deep or how engrafted it gets, uh, or how deep it gets rooted inside of you. It's up to you, not the preacher, not the teacher, not the word. It's not the the Bible's job for you to receive. This is seed. The word of God is seed being sown. Every time you read it, every time you hear it, words of seed, the seed of God is going into you, but your soil on the inside of you is what determines the depth that that goes into you. So turn into, you don't have to turn there, but you can Hebrews chapter three, listen to this in verse 12. Oh no, it was highlighted before. Now it's not darn it. Oh, fooey. Let me log into my account here. I use Bible gateway and I highlight a bunch of stuff and all right, there we go. All right. So, uh, uh, Hebrews chapter three, verse 12 says, beware brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. See, when I read these things, I'm like, what? It confuses me because it says brethren. And if you're brethren, if you're brother or sister in the Lord, that means you're saved. You're a Christian. And he says, let there not be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief. So if he's telling us not to allow an evil heart of unbelief to be inside of us, that must mean that there is the potential and opportunity for there to be an evil heart inside of you of unbelief. But you believed already. So we've got to be careful with these. What can cause that? So let's keep reading. Brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the, be- excuse me, if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast to the end. Let me read that to you out of the Amplified. Therefore, beware, brethren, take care, lest there be in any of you a wicked, unbelieving heart which refuses to cleave to, trust in, and rely on him, leading you to turn away and desert or stand aloof from the living God. But instead, warn, admonish, urge, and encourage one another every day as long as it's called today that none of you may become hardened into settled rebellion. Man, there's a lot in this. We'll probably take this a couple days. Uh, continuing on, uh, by the deceitfulness of sin, by the fraudulence, I don't know what this word means, but we can look it up at another time, the stratagem, the trickery, which the delusive glamour of his sin may play on him. Verse 14, for we have become fellows with Christ, brethren with Christ, the Messiah, and share in all that he has for us, if only... We hold our first newborn confidence and original assured expectation in virtue of which we are believers firm and unshaken to the end. So there's a huge uh, um, responsibility on you as a believer to maintain that because it's very easily, I mean, you've got to be alert a lot of your day. You can't go through your day numb. Have you ever seen that movie Click? Where Adam Sandler, there's a remote and he can, he can control his life, uh, the speed of his life and what happens in his life by this room. He can pause, you know, he could put on uh, picture in picture where he's, life is going on and, he, and he's got the little picture at the bottom and he's watching a football game or something or um, 
uh, he could pause and, and everything freeze frames in his life or he could fast forward. Well, that don't you can't allow that as a Christian to happen to you in your life on a regular basis where things just fast forward through your day and you look back on your day and you're like, what happened? I didn't even pay attention. You that's becoming that's not holding fast your first newborn confidence and original assured expectation firm and unshaken because things can come into your day. And if you're on autopilot, you don't catch the things that can pull you off track throughout your day. How do you get a, an unbelief, a wicked, unbelieving heart? Well, it's not intentional. Like why would you become a Christian? If the intention is to not live the Christian lifestyle or, or be a Christian, a Christ follower, a Christ disciple. What would be the point? You know, um, uh, the, the, uh, the karate kid, the movie about the, um, is it Miyagi, Mr. Miyagi? He goes in, um, he goes in, uh, uh, um, mentors under, and as a disciple under, uh, the master uh, of a karate. Well, if he didn't want to become a, a master karate, um, athlete or, you know, a, a, a karate fighter, why would he submit himself under those things in the first place if he wasn't going to practice or use the things that he learned in application? So my point is, if you're not going to walk that Christian lifestyle, if you're not going to walk that out and watch the things, you know, what is your intent? You're just trying to get into heaven. That's the hardest thing that anybody can do. Once you've got gained access is remaining in, on the path to heaven. Access to it, gaining access onto the road to heaven is easy, but, and it's freely given to every person. God so loved the world that he gave his son. It's easy. You can gain access, but keeping access comes with responsibility as a Christian. God doesn't want heaven full of people that have a free will and choose not to do his things. Maybe I should tone it back a little bit for a morning devotional. Maybe we should just talk about, um, talk about the fruits of the spirit, love, joy, peace, tenderness. What, what could you be turning away from? So in Hebrews 12, or Hebrews 3, verse uh, 12, 13, and 14, what are you turning away from? So in essence, you're turning away from God, but it's not God that you're, you start turning away from. You turn away from his things, his ways. And in doing, in doing that, when you turn away from his ways or his things, you turn away from him. And it's not a, it's a slow fade, right? It's a slow burn that way. Um, I titled today, put that word katecho in there, which in the Greek stands for hold fast or to hold firm onto something, onto the things of God. Um, let's turn into Mark 4. Mark chapter 4, verse 16. It says, these likewise are the ones grown are the ones sown rather 
on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. That's probably that you know I receive I receive the word uh, with gladness when I hear it. Is that a bad thing? No, I mean there's nothing wrong with receiving the word. Um, trying to think how to say this without coming across any certain way. A a minister a preacher, even the Holy Spirit to you when he's trying to speak to you um, is uh, the, the clarity or the the decisiveness or the clarity in which something is spoken to you in from a minister, you know, a preacher, a pastor, uh, an evangelist, teacher, or even the Holy Spirit speaking to you is heavily dependent upon your ability to receive those things. Do you understand what I'm saying? You play a heavy factor in how well you receive or not how well you receive how easily that is conveyed to you, how easily something is conveyed to you. You play. I play. You know, if, you, if you've ever um, walked into a place and the, the speaker or the, I don't care what it is, whether it's secular or whether it's in a church, the ability to convey that is heavily dependent upon the audience that's there. And so when we have open hearts to receive something, it's easier for that message to be conveyed. It, it, that thing comes easily. It flows easily. But listen to what this says in Mark, uh, Mark 4 as we move on. Verse 17. These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground who when they hear the word immediately receive it with gladness and they have no root in themselves. And so endure only for a time. Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. So it's not the word. It's not, th this is not faulty. The Bible is not faulty. Is not, um, it, there's no issues with the word. There's no issues with the delivering of the word. This seed is planted and rooted and there's power, there's, there's like it says in, in John 9, the, the word of God is spirit and it's life to us. It's life giving to us. But the ability for the word to be received within me and you is dependent upon how we receive that word. And that's why we referenced in 1 Corinthians 15, where Paul said, by which you also are saved if you keep in memory what I've preached unto you, unless you've believed in vain. Let's see what his footnote says. It is possible to believe in vain or to no purpose. Wow. 
So you're telling me you can be hearing the word that literally saves someone's soul from damnation. But the person hearing it, if not believing correctly or not receiving correctly, that's the better way to put it, not receiving it correctly, can receive it in vain or it can be ill and ill received and the root won't take place. And here's the thing, too, is is the things in life the, the what, what it says in, in 17 they have no root in, in in themselves so they only endure for a time is that you uh, do you have trouble enduring do, do you have trouble going through life and enduring through things that come up regularly if you do there's a i'm not condemning you i'm not trying to be ugly with you really i'm not i, I care for you but if you do have trouble when when obstacles come up because they're coming for the word's sake they don't care about you it's not about you unfortunately it's not all about you it comes for the word to get the word out because there's no power within you without the word so the word pull the word out you just got this dead glove of you in a sack of skin that's who you are and without the word mind you and they have no root in themselves so they only endure for a time is don't is that happening to you do you only endure for a time when tribulation when persecution arises for the word's sake and immediately you stumble is that happening to you so if it is you have to find out you have to discover is am i believing in vain if i am we have to do something about it we have to begin to take root of the things Study and meditate on what you've received. Believe and receive the things that are being spoken or you're reading and allow it to take root inside of you. Hold fast the things, the word of God. That's what it says. That's that word. The Greek word katecho is to hold fast, to hold affirmed closely the things of God so you've got to really truly be be real with yourself is is when I hear the word is it taking root inside of me or am I um, hearing it but it's not taking any root and it doesn't grow anything and why is this not why is this happening to me you know, there's, you've got to take time for self-reflection with these things, with the, with the Word of God. Take time and deal with the Holy Ghost. Literally, you have to take time privately by yourself. No TV, no, nothing to distract you. Well, Dylan, my day, my day is so busy, so I have to do... Well, I get it. That's why I'm up at this time, is it's not busy. You know, there's, there's not a lot going on right now <laughs> in my life, right? So you've got to, you've, you've got to think about that for yourself. I, what, where, why am I not, where's the root problem? It's not a seed problem. It's a receiving problem. It's the soil, the soil that it's going into. How do I fix this soil? Well, it's about that time to get our day going. 
Thanks for joining me this morning. Appreciate your uh, attention to the matter of being on with my devotional. So glad that you're here. Thank you, everybody that's watching YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, um, um, Facebook. I see you guys on Facebook. Uh, Facebook's really the only one um, that I can see a lot of the comments and different things that are going on. So if you're watching from Twitch, be sure to follow on Twitch. Um, building up the audience on there. Um, and uh, Twitter, thank you for following on Twitter. Facebook, you know, be sure to share and like the post on any of the platforms that you're on. Be sure to spread the word and uh, get the word out about the devotional so other people can participate, as well as Apple Podcasts, um, um, uh, um, I'm losing my train of thought, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. You can watch, you, you can listen on any of these platforms. It's a recorded of these, and you can go back and listen to morning devotionals if you need some encouragement. Those will be a blessing to you. So, hey, pray pray for us and what we do, um, and uh, and doing what we do and helping people, reaching people. This is a, a an available message that people need to hear. But I, that's why I'm doing these is in the morning so people can be encouraged and start their day the right way. Hope it helped you. Love you so much. Go take today. Go conquer today and be victorious in everything that you do. Love you so much. I'll talk to you soon. Join me for the next morning devotional, 6 a.m. Talk to you soon. Love you.